Hey guys, welcome back. Week two. Um, we had a ton of success on week one, man. Five listens, four separate listeners. I'd say we're pretty much there. Like that's that's about as big as we can get. So um, if you enjoyed week one, uh, make sure to tell people. Um, I'll be setting up an Instagram page, um, and by either this episode or next episode, it's going to be in the bio, um, Twitter, uh, email, everything. Um, email me things you want to talk about, you want me to talk about, email um, different things you'd like to see done. Um, let's really grow this thing, you know, have some fun with it, figure out what we can do with it. Um, <clears throat> if my voice sounds a little bit cracky, my apologies. Um, when I play team sports, I get a little bit uh, crazy, I guess you can say. It's just because my pure athleticism shows. And so I just, you know, I, I, I was doing so well <clears throat> playing... Um, volleyball the other day at a graduation party that I had to tell everyone else how well they should be playing, you know, and so my trash talking gets a little bit, it's all done in jest, it's all done in good fun, um, but I get a little riled up, I start screaming a little bit, and so my voice was gone pretty much all of uh, the afternoon on uh, Saturday, and then today, or yesterday, and so now, today it's kind of coming back, but still a little cracky, sounds like I've either been sleeping or I got a cold, uh, but I don't have either one. I just am obnoxious. So there's that. Uh, it is like 11.30 in the evening. I just got home from golfing. Golfed a 66 on 9, which I know sounds pretty bad. But for me, that's pretty good. That's one above my best. 65 is my best. I don't want to brag or anything. But basically, I've been told by the PGA themselves that I'm invited on the next tour. So I'm not sure I'm going to accept because I'm really busy with like this podcast, the uh, aforementioned unemployment in the last episode. So I got a lot of stuff going on. So I'm just not really sure how to fit the PGA tour into it. But, you know, maybe, who knows. Um, but I just got done with the golf game, and I'm sitting in my car, I'm on my way home, and I'm starving. Actually, not even that. Let, let's back up a tiny bit. My tires on my car are like ultra bald, right? For multiple reasons. One, I'm broke. Two, even when I do have the money to buy tires, they seem like a stupid expense. And three, I just did not, before unemployment, have the time to sit at Walmart or Midas or whoever for 35 minutes. I know, sounds dumb when you put it in those terms, but I didn't have time to sit there and wait for them to mount and balance and whatever else with my tires. So, I'm laying in bed the other night, and I decide, you know what? And I know that this doesn't make any sense, but I'm laying in bed the other night, and I thought, man, your tires are really bald. You're unemployed. If you happen to get a call for an interview and your tire blows out, and let's say your unemployment goes, you know, three, four weeks, what are your plans? If you, if you don't have any money to replace your tire, that's kind of dumb. So I was laying in bed the other night, and I thought, you know what? I'm just going to buy the tires now, get them shipped in, just save myself the hassle. So I did. Luckily enough, my tires actually shipped today, so three days early. So instead of Friday, I'm getting them on Wednesday. So I'm going to pick them up after church. Because I had shipped something to my pastor's house through Walmart.com at one time. Probably something for church or something. I don't remember why I sent it there. But I sent it there. So his, his address, somehow Walmart defaults his address as my default address. I had changed it and then had canceled out of the system and re logged back into the system for some reason. And I forgot to change my address, so all my tires are getting delivered to his house. 
Luckily enough, he lives right next door to, ch to the church, so I'm just going to grab him Wednesday after church, I guess. But, with that being said, I come out of my golf game today, and my back tire is completely flat. 6% PSI. So, I'm like, great. And Mind you, I'm the type of guy that's got junk. I, I mean, so much junk in my car right now um, because of, well, the unemployment. I've got... I had a Keurig in there that I gave to my mom. Thanks, mom. That's my gift, my reward to you for all my childhood trauma. Um, <clears throat> so, I gave my mom my Keurig the other day, but I've got like a TV in there I use as a computer monitor. Now, I've got a box of golf balls. My golf bag, obviously. Never leaves my car, goes everywhere with me. Um, a teddy bear for when my grandma died. Uh, a freaking base for my, my deep fryer. All types of stuff. I, I mean, just so much stuff in my car. And then, of course, this griddle that my brother-in-law gave to me because um, he didn't want it anymore. So I think it's a 48-inch griddle. Um, and it's a big one. It's the one that's, that folds up and it stands up on its own. And, and I have the propane tank for that. And now I have my full 19-inch tire and rim in the back of my car. Um, so it's packed. So anyway, I start unpacking my car to um, put my new tire on. And realize that I have my jack, I have my spare tire, I'm, for whatever reason, missing my four-way. So I have to call my brother back up, who was out golfing with me, I had to tell him to turn around, come back, bring me his four-way, so he had to sit in the parking lot while I changed my tire. Um, but, all that to say, I was no longer hungry after I changed my tire. I was starving when I was done golfing, I was now no longer hungry. I did have, the only thing I'd eaten all day, though, was a slice of pizza from Sam's Club. Uh, the reason I went to Sam's Club is because me and Johnny Cakes, uh, previous co-manager at my former job, we both helped manage the warehouse, um, him and I decided to buy a uh, pop machine. I spent, we spent like 150 bucks on it. I was literally driving down the side of the road one day, left work. I turned down this one road about five minutes from work. It wasn't even five minutes. This pop machine was genuinely probably three minutes from work. And on the side of the road, there was a big pop machine with a sign on it that said, $100, call. And so I called. I think I spent 100 bucks on it, and I spent like 50 bucks for a pop. So anyway, it was running low, so we had to go get pop from Sam's Club today. Another story for another time. But that's all I ate, though, was just that sliced pizza. So I was hungry after, after golfing. Um, and unemployment just wears you out, dude. You know, all the running around and working for 12, 14 hours. It's just it's exhausting. Sleeping and whatever else. Making podcasts. But anyway, so I was really hungry. So I decided I was going to eat when I got home. By the time I was done changing my tire, I was no longer hungry. But on the way home, I still thought the entire time about what I was going to eat when I got home. I, However, I digress. I'm on my way home though, and I'm thinking, man, I want a grilled cheese, and I would really like to make a hash brown and a sausage, like a, a sand dollar sausage patty, and put it on there, fry it all up. Oh, it'd be amazing. And then I got to thinking, man, the bread's old, so we don't have any bread. I know for a fact I'm out of hash brown, so I'm thinking, am I going to make the drive to Walmart to pick up a loaf of bread and a hash brown? like a pack of hash browns, or am I just going to suck it up, 
eat a grilled cheese and cut up some potatoes left out of that 10 pound sack of potatoes I got and, and like make like a cube potato type thing. So I tossed the idea around, decided that I did not want to go to Walmart, that I was in fact just going to eat the potatoes I still had left in the fridge. Um, and then 25 minutes later, I somehow ended up in the Walmart parking lot walking in to get hash browns and a loaf of bread. Um, but so anyway, basically, I tell you that entire story to tell you this. I just got done eating the nicest sandwich. It was, oh, <laughs> I forgot to, I left a detail out there, I guess. I'm walking around Walmart. The potatoes aren't in the freezer section. They're next to the steaks and the floor cooler. I was walking past, which, by the way, that made no sense to me. But anyway, I was walking past and decided they had seasoned wedges there instead of hash browns. So I got seasoned wedges instead. So my sandwich was a slice of cheese, some seasoned wedges that I made up in the air fryer, a slice of cheese, my sausage patty, and a slice of cheese. And then I just fried that thing till that cheese was melted. Whew. God. That was a, it was a, it was a mouthgasm. And that's an actual real word, mouthgasm. Let's look it up here. Urban Dictionary. Ooh, I had the Wikipedia page for uh, Ice Age uh, media franchise up a second, so, a second ago, so I gotta, gotta get past that. Let's see. Mouthgasm. Urban Dictionary. <clears throat> a mouthgasm is described by Urban Dictionary as... When food is so good, it feels like you're having an orgasm orgasm in your mouth. Here's the example. Here's how you use it. You ready? Ashley. Oh, my God. Did you taste that chicken patty at lunch today? Tina. Yes, it was so good, I was having a mouthgasm. So, mouthgasm is a real word, and it is how I choose. I stand by that word to describe how good that sandwich was tonight. It was an actual mouthgasm. Um... Apple decided to do this thing the other day, randomly out of nowhere, and I think it might have been because I bought my MacBook before I was unemployed. Um, they randomly gave me like six or seven months free, some random number. It wasn't like one month free, six months a year. It was some random number, like 5.25 months free or something dumb like that of their news app. So I have been... Um, Looking at their news app because their 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 freaking articles just pop up all the time, so I figured I saved a couple that interest me, and I wanted to read you them. I'm not gonna read you the whole article because they're dumb. But this one right here really blew my mind. The title of this article was "How One Woman Narrowly Narrowly Avoided a Bad Deal with a We Buy Ugly Houses Franchise." Um, let me read you a little bit of this article. It says, "In the year since her husband died, this this article was written by." And Jeanette Damon on July 18th at 10.30 in the morning for ProPublica. So anyway, she said, well, you, got, you got to give citation. You, know, you got to give credit where credit's due. They wrote the article, so I'm not trying to take it for myself. So let me just put that out there. Anyway, the article says, In the year since her husband died, Roanne McNair felt increasingly lonely in North Las Vegas. With most of her children and grandchildren in the Midwest, she decided to sell the house she and her husband had already paid off and move back to Ohio. Her goal was to be there by July 29th, the anniversary of her husband's death. Eager to find a buyer for the well-maintained four-bedroom stucco house she called a local Home Vesters of America franchise. I got a letter in the mail. That's why I called them McNair 69 instead of the company known for its We Buy Ugly Houses slogan. I just thought it would be easier for me to sell that way, not really, not realizing how much money I would lose. 
I just want to start off by saying this. Who in their right mind, and you know old people, old people always got the best deal on their houses. They always go, whenever you hear an old person talk to you about how much they paid for their house, they'll be like, Oh, in 1994, we got the best deal on this house. We only paid 24 grand, and it's worth 300,000 now. Yet, do you see the wage disparity of the of of us in the Gen Z and the millennial generations and why we can't afford houses? They just genuinely believe that they got such a good deal and that they were so financially savvy that that they were able to pull that one off. These are the same people who don't know what an email scam is. They've been out for 45 years, email scams. These guys still get tricked by them. They will literally send money to every televangelist on TV who shows a picture of a starving child in a foreign country. While that foreign, while that, while that televangelist is driving, you know, Maseratis and lives in big mansions, they'll send every dollar they have to those people. But they were so financially savvy, they bought a $20,000 house in a $400,000 neighborhood. No. You guys just wrecked a very good economy, passed on to us, and then told us we were bad at saving money. However, so anyway, who who does that though? Who who takes a house that they bought for twenty grand? First off, if you're selling your house, why are you not getting it evaluated? Like, first thing I do if I owned a house free and clear, especially in Las Vegas, which is an incredibly booming uh, um, economy at the moment, I first thing I'm doing is finding a realtor and saying, "How much is my house worth?" Like, that's the very first thing. That's like house buying one. Old people crack me up. They're always ready to give advice and then always ready to do the dumbest thing you've ever heard a human being do. It's like when you turn 60, your common sense meter just turns off. It's like you become stupid. I, I don't understand. I don't I don't get it. Um, a representative from the franchise, BlackRock Real Estate, came to her house and offered $270,000 on the spot, and she signed a contract that evening. So, let me understand this. One... Old gal doesn't get her house appraised. She just goes, I know it's worth a little bit of money. I've already paid it off. It's well-maintained, blah, 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 in a very booming area. I'm not going to get it appraised, but you offered me $270,000. I'm taking it. Give it. Give me the contract. I'm signing it, right? Like, the brains that went into that is mind-boggling. But when McNair called one of her sons to share the news, he was dismayed. A quick internet search showed she could get much more for her home. Now they're writing. They, they write this article to explain the story, and then they continue writing the article to kind of make this Black Black Rock real estate company. They kind of try to paint them in a bad image, but I love how they they try to paint them in a bad image. And right there, it literally says a quick internet search. A quick. It probably took four seconds. I could appraise. I could appraise anything on Zillow in under. 25 seconds and that's actually not me exaggerating that's just the truth you can appraise everything uh, uh house or apartment wise on zillow in less than 25 seconds so three days after signing the contract she reached out to the company and said she wanted to cancel it the blackrock rec- representative countered by offering to raise the sales price by fourteen thousand dollars which mcnair considered and even verbally agreed to I can't, I can't. I cannot with this story. So they offered her $270,000 on the spot. She signs off. She goes, yep, yeah, I'm done. I want to go back to Ohio, which, hey, $270,000 free and clear. Blackback Real Estate can have it. Whatever, right? Like, like you already came out on top because she probably bought her house for a fraction of that amount. 
And then on top of that, her son goes, Mom, you could have made twice that much or however much it was by doing this quick, this quick, this quick internet search. And she goes, oh my God, you're right. Let me get out of this contract. They go, no, we'll give you $14,000, which I'm sure was probably $100,000 less than what she made. And she went, you know what? I think, I think my son will be happy with that. Yeah, I'll take it, dude. I mean, pure nonsense. Um, she then calls again, asking to be let out of the deal. She said she didn't hear back from the company after that. An investigation by ProPublica this year found that homevestor franchises sometimes deploy aggressive tactics to bind homeowners to sales contracts. Huh. I'm pretty positive a contract's a legally binding agreement, but maybe I'm wrong. Even when they no longer want to sell their, sell their homes. How about... How about I go up to like a recruiter's office and I sign a contract saying that I'll serve in the military for four years. And then I'm going to call him back a week later when someone tells me that was a dumb decision. I'm just going to say, you know what? I, I don't want to be in the military anymore. I was, I was I made a mistake. I shouldn't have signed it. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm pretty positive the military is going to hold me to my contract that I signed. I You can't call them aggressive tactics. When you signed the contract... If you were so dumb that you signed a contract to give you money that was way undervalued for your house, how is that? I, I just don't understand how that's BlackRock Real Estate's fault. Like, I just don't. I, I can't wrap my mind around that. Um, let's see. In response to ProPublica's findings, Homevestors prohibited its franchises from clouding titles by recording documents to make it nearly impossible to sell to anyone else and caution that filing lawsuits to enforce a sales contract should only be done in rare circumstances. Let me skip down this article a little bit because there's a little bit more I want you to see here. McNair, so, so she signs this contract. She doesn't hear back from the company, right? Somehow she gets this idea in her head. She, she comes to the conclusion that she was free of her contract with BlackRock Real Estate. She listed her house with a real estate agent and within days received nearly 20 offers. And she accepted one for $372,500, more than $100,000 over BlackRock's offer. <laughs> I mean, what a moron. If my house was worth $372,000 and you offer me $270,000, I'm going to tell you to get wrecked. Like, that's so dumb. I don't even feel bad for her. I don't even feel bad for her. Where were her kids? I mean, this woman's obviously either severely mentally disabled or a moron. And her kids just just let her just sell her house. Like, I just don't get it. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. McNair was ecstatic. The new deal was set to close July 4th. A search for lawsuits, liens, and other obligations against the title that would prohibit the sale came back clear, and she was on her way to getting to Ohio by the end of the month. First off, why are you trying to move to Ohio? I've been trying for 23 years to move out of Ohio. Not because there's nothing to do. There's so much to do. But it's Ohio. Like, there's so many other places to move. Especially from Las Vegas. Dumb. Anyway. Then an envelope appeared at the office that was handling the sales escrow process. Instead, inside was a copy of the BlackRock contract that McNair thought had been canceled. Its arrival immediately halted the sale. McNair was forced to hire a lawyer. And this is what they said, okay? Her escrow officer, Ryan Gruberger, said this is a very dirty tactic. After ProPublica contacted... Uh, BlackRock Real Estate, the owner called 
Miss McNair and promised to release her from the contract, and he also offered to pay her legal expenses. Like, I'm done reading that article because it's just dumb. It's dumb how they tried to paint her in a, or paint that company in a bad light. Like, yeah, maybe they do use bad tactics, but she's just dumb. That was dumb. That I, I can't even. Who who does that? Huh. Anyway. So, yeah, so unemployment's going good, though. Um, I've had 728 non-successful interviews. Um, and I'm still currently sitting here just chilling, doing absolutely nothing. Here's another good article from NPR. Bo Chapel writes, An 11-year-old boy caught a fish with human-like teeth in an Oklahoma pond. Jana Clinton was sitting on her back porch watching her son Charlie fish in a pond behind their house in Oklahoma this past weekend when he started suddenly started yelling for her. It turned out that Charlie had landed a pecu, a fish, fish that's a cousin of the piranha, and whose outsized teeth have long struck fear in swimmers. I, I mean, I wish I could show you pictures. Saying, it literally looks like it's got my bottom row teeth in its mouth. That's a disgusting looking fish. I grew up in a town here in, in Ohio um, that was famous for someone fished a, uh, our river in town is so polluted, someone fished a like four-eyed fish out of it one time due to the pollution in the water alone. So I'm kind of used to uh, scary looking fish to be honest with you. Who lives in a town though where there's fish like piranhas swimming around and who lets their son fish in it by themselves? Come to think of it, I didn't even thought of that. If I lived in a neighborhood and they were like, hey, there's a pond over there. You can do whatever you want with it, but there's piranhas. I'm going to say the only thing I want to do with it is stay away. Like, that's that doesn't make any sense to me. If it's human-like teeth and it bites, who would go Who would go anywhere near it? I mean, the only, the only reason I would go near it is to throw food in there and watch them all attack it. Like, you ever seen that video where... Somebody throws like a bunch of meat into the water and like 4,000 piranhas come up and start attacking it. That's actually pretty cool. I'm thinking about going to see the Barbie movie. I haven't really decided yet though. Uh, let me just be honest. I've decided. I'm a movie connoisseur. I love movies. I buy that unlimited pass on Regal. It's like 18 bucks a month. And you go see whatever movie you want. It you want. Let's see what every movie I've watched this, so far this year. Uh, I think Regal, like, deletes some of your tickets, but let's see, what have I seen this year? My purchases. Yeah, I literally bought, like, a thousand of them. Okay, there you go. Yeah, it literally says that there's two of them, which I know is false, but I'll just tell you. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy, and then The Little Mermaid, and I watched... And don't make fun of me for The Little Mermaid, dude. It was out, I had already paid the 18 bucks for the month, I needed to watch something... And Little Mermaid actually turned out not to be that bad. I mean, I'd never seen the original, so I went in there completely unaware of what was potentially going to happen. But I was pleasantly surprised, actually. I was not I was not turned off by the movie. The movie was pretty good. Um, I think I'm going to watch... I think I'm going to watch the Barbie movie, though. I'm definitely going to watch Oppenheimer. But the Barbie movie, for sure. The Barbie movie really is just... Here's the thing, though. I really have to determine. I really have to determine if I'm going to go watch it by myself or if I'm going to force someone to go with me. Because I feel like it's really weird some, you know, 
24-year-old man with a beard sitting in a dark corner of the, of the movie theater watching Barbie by himself. I'm going to look like a complete total creeper. So I'll probably force someone to go with me. Just got to determine. Uh, really what it comes down to is I got to determine who I can spend two hours with, three hours with, and not want to kill myself. Is genuinely what it comes down to. Because and you, you say, okay, but you're sitting in the dark. Okay, what about the car ride there? And then you're like, we'll have him meet you. Okay, well, now it's just awkward. Because now it purposefully looks like you don't want to hang out with him. But you think about the car ride there, potentially dinner before the movie, the movie. And even though you're sitting in the dark, like, if I don't like that person, though, and I, here's the thing about me. I like everyone, right? Pretty much across the board, <clears throat> I like everyone. There's some people that I just don't care to hang out with. Like, I don't dislike them. I just don't like being around them. And so if I'm sitting there in the dark knowing that person's next to me, breathing up the same air I'm breathing, I'm not going to be focusing on the Barbie movie. I'm going to be focusing the whole time on the, the stupid person sitting next to me, breathing in all my freaking fresh air. It's really not fresh air. It's pretty pre-recycled uh, pre inside those movie theaters, to be honest with you. I always go, and I always get the largest pop the movie theater sales, sells, and then I always act surprised that it's that big. Like, it's like I forgot. I've been to the movie theater, honestly, probably 30 times this year. And it's like every single time, it's like I forgot how big it is. So I just, I finally started getting the medium one. And now I'm, now every single time I act surprised by the medium size. I mean, they're ginormous. Like, it's not even like a semi-regular size or regular amount of soda. Like, it is like we want, if you do not have kidney stones, by the time you leave the theater, there is a problem on our part and we owe you a refund type amount of soda like it is a lot of soda like it's or pop sorry some people make fun of me for saying soda pop whatever it is an absurd amount of liquid how someone doesn't use the use the bathroom 17 like if you're if you're taking one of those in the in the theater and you suck the whole thing down by the end of the movie and you haven't used the bathroom you're not human like i will not believe that you're human uh, I, listen, one time I went, I drove all the way to Perrysburg. I'm trying to remember the movie I saw. I guess it probably doesn't matter. I think it might have been Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't really know. No, it was Dungeons and Dragons. That's what I went and saw. Dungeons and Dragons at a Cinemark. Huh. Cinemark is like third tier. But anyway, I drove all the way to Perrysburg because that's the only thing they got out there. I could watch it with my brother. So we get inside the, the freaking... We took... Me and my brother decided to take my younger brother out to watch Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, our dad came with us. Uh, and I get the biggest biggest bucket of popcorn I can find. And I go to sit down. And my... Listen. Ryan has got some mega hips, bro. Like... And I want to say this. Ryan's been doing really good. He's on a bit of a healthier kick. He's been going to the gym doing really good. His hips have not shrunk an inch. Like... He's got like childbirth and hips. And so when he sits down, he like bumps into you. And I love you, Ryan, if you listen to this. This isn't, I'm not saying this. I'm saying this to be funny. He, But he, he's got these childbirth and hips, man. And so he sits down and I'm like, I got my popcorn like balanced on my knees and I go to sit down next to him and I freaking tip that whole bucket of popcorn over. And this is what makes me mad, actually. Ryan, I, I am saying this right here to be mean if you decide to listen to this. This dude will come to the theater with me and he will purposefully buy a pop. One soda. 
He won't buy any popcorn. He'll buy a soda and some stupid candy. And we will get into the theater. And I don't know how many movies him and I have watched. Just just gone to the theater, him and I together, and watched together just ourselves. A couple. I will buy popcorn. It does not matter if I buy a small, a medium, a large. It does not matter. This dude is eating every single kernel of my popcorn. I will get maybe a handful. What's, what's the movies him and I have seen together uh, within the last year, year and a half? Together. Spider-Man. Free Guy. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Ant-Man. Guardians of the Galaxy. And maybe some other ones. I don't know. But he literally will eat every bit of my popcorn. Like, every single one of those movies, he ate all my popcorn. Including the popcorn I dumped on the floor. I was so mad when I dumped that popcorn on the floor that I was like, okay, dude, I don't even want it anymore. I was getting ready to launch it across the freaking theater. So whatever was left, I just gave it to Ryan. And I just let him eat it. Like, that's ridiculous. That's so dumb. I was so mad when I dumped that popcorn. It's like they charge you like 13 bucks. For a large popcorn. And then I go and dump it all over the floor. Like. If I was homeless. I would have been happy. Like if I was a homeless guy. Who was like rummaging through the theater for food. Someone dropped it on the floor. I'd have been happy that day that someone did that. But me. The guy spending the 13 bucks on it. I'm livid. Like literally as mad as I could be. Yeah. Anyway. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, that's pretty much all I got to say this week. Um, like I said, though, I'm going to have an Instagram page up, Twitter page. I don't know if it'll be in the bio to this or if I'm going to put it in the bio to the next one. Um, but listen, whatever platform you're listening on, follow. Um, go follow us on our Instagram and Twitter page when they're up. Email me things you want to hear me talk about. I plan to have some guests on here. Um, actually, probably bring Ryan on next time so he can uh, uh, answer for for. One, his childbirth and hips, and two, his ability to eat all my popcorn. And what's crazy is, he'll be like, he doesn't even ask. He just reaches over, like, and he's got these bare hands, right? And he'll just reach over, he'll just grab all the popcorn. Like, it's like a claw machine, right? He comes over and he'll just grab, like, an absurd amount of popcorn. And he does, like, this hand flip technique so he can, like, grab and scoop at the same time. So it's like four, like, like four big... scoops of popcorn on top of his hand and he has to like balance it back to himself so that he can start eating it slowly this way he doesn't get all on the floor and I'll go hey Ryan can I have one of those airheads and he'll be like yeah 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 and he'll literally take one little tiny airhead gummy one little one out of his thing and put it in your hand just one I mean but he is scooping a pound of popcorn every time he goes in your bucket you say hey man can I get one of those Starbursts yeah one Starburst Anyway, where he's going to be on here to answer for that and for his inability to share. Uh, But thank you guys for listening so much. Um, We finally picked a name. The name is Just Listen Already. And the reason is because what else do you have better to do? Just listen already. And honestly, the things I say on here and the things I'm going to say are big brain stuff. Like, if you should just be listening to get good ideas things like that. So just listen already, right? Uh, So thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed.